Hey Tom, how are you? Yes, I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. It was so good to see you a few weeks ago at the Sales Innovation Expo. Yes, real life. Seeing people in real life, it was uh, it was like LinkedIn had, had come to life. So I was uh, <laughs> I was on a, a real high that day, getting to meet lots of uh, connections and making new friends. And great to see you, of course. Yeah, it was. Uh, how did you find the event overall? Yeah, I loved it. I mean, like you say, a little bit overwhelming. Um, just the size and scale, right? Not just of the event of the venue, like even just even just getting to the venue and uh, kind of feeling like, oh, I'm not I'm not in the north of England uh, any, any anymore. Um, but really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed speaking. Um, but like I say, favorite parts were just speaking to people who'd yeah maybe seen some content or enjoyed some of the things that have kind of gone out this year. So yeah. really liked that kind of you know in person uh, you can't beat an in-person event can you you can't beat an in-person event even the talks like I, I join a lot of webinars and listen to a lot of podcasts but actually listening to a talk or a panel fireside chat um there's nothing like seeing that in person is there That's um, right. but anyway that gave me an opportunity to to see you and to ask you to to come and join so i've been really excited for this conversation um and i i know uh you've got a big fan base out there on on uh, linkedin so um looking forward to getting into some of the things that that you talk about and some of the things that are top of mind for sdrs and leaders um but I, I, this is probably going to be a small portion of people but for people who don't know you um i'd love uh, if you could share a bit of a bit of a background about who you are and and what you do well, you say small portion, but I was on stage, like you said, a couple of weeks ago, and about two thirds of the audience didn't have a clue who I was. So it's always it's always good to remain humble. Um, but for those who don't know who I am, my name is Tom Boston. I'm the brand awareness manager at Salesloft. We are a sales engagement platform helping SDRs, AEs, CS teams to hit their targets. Um, my role specifically sees me creating humorous, if I do say so myself, content on LinkedIn. And it's a real passion of mine to um, encourage others to, to build their personal brands as well. Amazing, amazing. Um, I do. I. It's not just you that says so. I think everyone would agree the humour that you uh, that you have in your content. Um, you've got a particularly interesting journey, Tom. Um, I know when I first met you, um, you were an SDR and, and one of the first people in in Sales Loft Europe. And I remember coming to your uh, to your offices, and it was a small team. Um, so you started as an SDR and kind of founding member of the European team, and you're now predominantly focused on building content. Um. That's, that's not a particularly common journey that we see SDRs take. So what was it about that that role that you've ended up in now um, that was particularly appealing to you? Yeah, I mean, it's always been a real passion of mine, like, um, like creating. And even before joining the world of SaaS, right, I'd, I'd kind of dabbled in, in all sorts of things, right? I had a blog at one point which nobody read uh, had, a, had a had a youtube channel which nobody watched you know so i i'd kind of tried all these really creative things because i just enjoyed creating content and then when i joined sales loft as you said there really small team brand new to europe boots on the ground and we were tasked with making some noise about the launch of sales off this is 2019 right our, our london yeah. office opens and it was that light bulb moment where i kind of thought oh maybe i could take all of the things i failed at in the past like 
content creation, you know, video, uh, writing articles, all those things that didn't really work. And I could maybe bring them into this new role, right? It felt like it made sense. I was an SDR. The very first step on the cadence was inviting people to look at my LinkedIn profile because it was a LinkedIn connection request. And there was nothing really on my profile that was about sales or sales loft or how we could help. So I knew that I had to fill it with with content. Um, and then, yeah, it all kind of went all kind of went from there. Right. It kind of probably did a little bit better than I thought it would, especially when I started leaning into uh, leaning into humor and telling the story of kind of what salespeople are, are going through. And then when it came to look at my next role at, at Sales Loft, it was almost like a, a no brainer, right? Let's lean into that content side of things because Tom's obviously yeah. got a real passion for uh, for creating. So that, that's kind of how it went. Amazing. I'm sure lots of people are, are going to be keen to hear how it, how it actually happened. Um, but I think you've, you know, with that, before maybe you officially went into this role, you, you did a really good job at building building a personal brand. Um, and we've had Jack Nico on here, who's done a similar thing. You know, I know Charlotte Johnson at Sales Loft has done a similar thing. Is, is that something that Sales Loft encourages you to do? Or how much of that is you guys deciding that that's, that's the route you're going to take? Yeah, great question. I mean, it almost felt like, like I say, when I joined, there was ten of us, and we we literally got told to bang the drum, like let's let's celebrate yeah. that we we are here in in Europe. And then as other people joined, it just became like a thing, like that's what that's what we do here, right? We we build our personal brands and we we build our profiles and we kind of tell the story of how we can help, but also we tell our personal stories and you know we're really big believers in um you know sellers being human and uh, our our employees at sales loft having a voice so it it kind of just happened happened naturally um but i'd like to say that yeah myself and maybe jack nico got got the ball rolling right as being <laughs> as being some of the early members of the team the ogs for sure um so a, a lot of people on linkedin um, who do have a good personal brand uh, always encouraging people like there's no time to start posting like the present and um, it's really easy to get started and it's becoming more and more important to kind of be this trusted advisor how do people actually get started and what are some of the tips that you would have for maybe an SDR in, a, in an organization um, to, to do that yeah well it is really easy to get to get started it's um it's almost too easy because you can just jump into content creation right now right you could just go write a post and and you could go right i'm gonna do that uh every day every afternoon i'm just gonna write something but but actually my t top tip is to always take a step back a little bit right and um start to think about well what do i want to be talking about on the platform right posting for the sake of it's not necessarily the best strategy for salespeople. It's actually more important to understand, okay, yeah, this is what I want my voice to be. This is my reason for posting. I talk a lot about a mission statement, which is, yeah, what's what's my why? What's my reason? And also you want to think about, well, well why would somebody follow or, or engage? And mm. it's usually when you create content 
which other people can relate to or reflect on or it sparks something in them. So I used those two examples earlier, writing about food blogs and creating a YouTube channel. They were all about me, right? They were yeah. really, really focused on me and who I am. And that was a huge learning curve for me. And when I joined Sales Loft and I started making LinkedIn content, I thought, no, it's not about me. It's about yeah. them. It's about, it's about the audience. So yeah, a couple of tips really. Reflect on what you want your voice to be and what you want your brand to be. Uh, sellers like everything now, you know, mm. that's just the nature of what we're, what we're like. But when we think about brand building, we need to think about 12, 18, 24 months on because what you do now will affect what you do then. And then, yeah, finally, think about the audience, right? Think about what they want to see. Put yourself in their shoes. What would get them to engage, to tag yeah. a colleague, to share a post, um, you know, even if they don't know who you are, because that's a that's a huge a huge uh, point of the of the whole thing, right? Not everyone's going to know you, as we've already, <laughs> already said, um, but you want to start creating content that anyone could relate to. Yeah, I think these are some, some really good tips, and I think I think actually so much of the time we do make it about us. And the other thing that I hear from SDRs is like we don't have anything to post so what they end up defaulting to is posting company news right so uh you know our company has partnered with company x how great and actually that's not really interesting to your you're not really explaining the why and no. um, so i i think that, that those are really good actionable tips and i think you know the other thing and we talked about this a bit with jack when we had jack on which was we're moving away from this activity-based model and we're moving toward being, you know, it's really important to be seen as a trusted advisor, to nurture. Um, and so I think the trends that we're seeing is we are shifting away from pure activity in an SDR world. Hmm. Number of dials, number of emails, you know, automation at scale, all those sort of, you know, mass things that I think worked a couple of years ago. As you think about um, that shift away from pure activity, how do you think SDR managers can can shift their mindset and their management style to um, what they train on and how they reward their teams? Yeah, I mean, like like you said, you know, the, the days of X amount of dials or X amount of emails sent have, have kind of long long gone so i think it should be more about celebrating growth and seeing especially we talked there about the sdr role as being a role where you're meant to get things wrong right and i say that to every sdr that starts at sales loft because often especially new sdrs and i was this this was me i've got to get everything right from day one I've got to get everything right from day one. Whatever uh, whatever happens, I can't put a foot wrong. But if you switch that mindset up and going, well, actually, no, I'm probably going to be in this role for 12 months, maybe 18 months, two years if I, uh, if I really need it. And I'm going to use that time to grow. And I think that if we celebrate growth and learning rather than, you know, email sent or, or metrics. That for me feels like the future. Um, I think it would also make the role more appealing, right? You know, mm. do you, do you want to be in a role where actually when you come out of it, you'll be transformed 
and we're going to help you to to do that. You'll be a different version of yourself than you were at, when you when you joined, and your career will uh, develop. I mean, the word develop, right? It's in the it's in the job title. So let's let's make it part of the role. I love that celebrating growth and learning. How do you think managers shift to that objectively, right? Because there's not you're not always going to have a team of 100% of people who are necessarily the right fit for the role or who who are hitting targets what what does that practically look like from a target perspective and from a um from a training perspective as well yeah i mean don't get me wrong the the metric of especially with sdrs meetings booked you know that's never that's never going to go away um, the metric of close business as a result of your of your work also it's a, it's a great indicator of success and growth but i also think it's about um checking in with the team and you know tracking things like confidence like i i train a lot of sales people now especially this year i've been doing i've been doing more of it right and what i often find is that confidence and whether this is building a brand or whether this is selling in general is a is a huge a huge part of it and it's not something i think that we that we actually track and and measure now of course yeah. without without making this a sales loft advert you know there are ways to do that with sales engagement to to kind of measure conversations take metrics and put them all together to better understand how a seller is performing rather than just they, they did this amount of activity and um, but i think i think that's a huge part of it right listen back to calls review them with with your team right celebrate the moments where oh you sounded you sounded fantastic there there was no stutter there was no um essence in your voice of, of fear maybe where you were at six six months ago i think that i think it's those kind of things that we we also need to look at tracking I think that's such a good point. And I know it's one of the kind of more subjective qualities we have a look at, but um, one of the metrics that, that I used to track was meaningful conversations. Mm. And to me, a meaningful conversation isn't, did you get a meeting? A meaningful conversation is potentially an outcome of asking those difficult questions. So if someone says, but well, we've already got a solution in place, like to your point, it's having the confidence to drill down into that. Now, as an SDR in month one, I might not have the confidence to do that. And you do need those, that confidence to ask the difficult questions. So I always found that meaningful conversations was an interesting metric to track because it was just coming away from the conversation with more information than you started with. Um, so so I, I, I think what you what you said there is is really spot on. Um, you talked a little bit about training some of so a lot of reps on social selling. Um, how did people go from you know zero pipeline generated to booking meetings and, and generating pipeline and um, what, what are some of the success stories that you've you've seen there yeah i mean we we almost touched on it with um with your previous question you know when a lot of salespeople will say well i don't know what to to post or i don't i'm not given anything to post my reaction to that is always well what's your outbound messaging right what are you emailing people about what are you leaving voicemails about right what, what are you what are you talking about and sellers will say well I'm, i outline problems that maybe 
the ICP could be going through. And then I talk about how we could fix it. And I'm like, well, that's, there's your content, right? Bring that story to life on LinkedIn. Take the problems that you solve for and tell that story. Now, what that's going to help with is it's going to align your messaging, okay? So I get an email from an SDR and it tells me all the great things they can do, right? Maybe I look at their LinkedIn profile because they've almost they've always sent me a message as well. So I'll look at that. And actually, if I don't see alignment in those two messages, I think yeah. to myself, is it is it even a real person, <laughs> right? Is it a robot? Is it automated? Or this person doesn't care enough about what they have to offer because I don't see any evidence on social about the things that they're telling me they, they can do in my inbox. So I talk a lot about aligning that aligning that messaging. And that's a great way to start. You know, you, you talked about pipeline there. I mean, don't get me wrong, it might not give you instant pipeline, but it might just get you a meeting booked that might have not necessarily happened, right? It might have fallen through yeah. the cracks. But actually just being really proactive and being a voice for the problem that you solve for, that's that's half the battle, right? It's just showing prospects that, oh, okay, this is an actual person, <laughs> number yeah. one, but also an interesting person who seems to have an opinion on the problem they solve for. And I see yeah. content about that. Like it's, we, we can't rely anymore that the moment's gone for just i send some emails and i make you know i make yeah. some calls and i kind of hope for hope for the best we have to be ambassadors for the problem and i don't i don't say solution because a lot of people on linkedin are ambassadors for their solution right and how amazing they are actually you want to be an ambassador for the problem and a real voice for the pain points of your ICP because it's that kind of content that will justify your outreach. I love that. I just I just scribbled that down um, about being ambassadors for the problem because mm. as you said that it made me think that so so much of the time sellers will try and make their solution, their software the solution. And it's trying to fit this kind of square peg in a round hole. And and I've walked away from opportunities before where I've said, actually, I don't think we're the best we're the best fit for you. Mm-hmm. And again, it comes back to your earlier point about about confidence. But I think the what you said there, the bit that I scribbled down was kind of the voice of the pain points of like understanding the challenges of your persona mm-hmm. and having the empathy which is something that every guest we've had on is talking about how that's such an important trait is having the empathy to to actually have a conversation about that and have the right conversation about it um, but there was something else there was another word that you said um that that struck a chord with me which was instant right and i think this year has been a lot of resetting of expectations with sales leaders, VPs of sales, CROs, and, and even CEOs that I speak to as well, of instant results. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we're seeing that change in marketing, you know, with, with a lot of organizations um, that are moving from lead gen to demand gen. 
And suddenly, you know, we're moving away from the conversation of reps saying, where are my MQLs? You know, where is the list of people that attended the webinar and can I call them? And actually not getting instant results from everything. And Jack shared some examples of, you know, people that he had prospected last year that he's now finally engaged this year. Mm -hmm. I think we're seeing a lot of delayed results for that and i think we're starting to see metrics change and training change and evolve Mm -hmm. um i think is a um which i think is positive i think Mm. is positive i had a stat uh on a podcast last week that blew my mind um it was actually jeremy donovan's stat but he said outbound is four times harder in this year than it was four years ago Mm. crazy Mm. so he's that if in 2019 you needed to make 100 calls today you need to make 400 calls to get the same result mind-blowing yeah and i think it it stresses the importance of things like multi-channel right things like uh social selling it's it's setting yourself up for success in in the best way possible because it because it is so so tough out there um and i wrote about this on linkedin earlier right there there is no better time to start as you said and and also like the excuse of oh well i don't know if it's kind of right for me or maybe i don't know video content on the platform like we have to get rid of that now because it's so difficult and you know you can't just be a faceless salesperson who 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 does a bit of activity you need to push yourself to yeah. the forefront of the industry that you sell into now that that might sound a little bit <laughs> i just heard myself right i put myself into the shoes <laughs> of a new seller that might sound a bit like well, how can i <laughs> what are you talking about how can i possibly do that but what i often remind people that i work with and uh, people that i train is that i very much let myself into the pie when we talk when we talk about b2b sales and and kind of linkedin right there was a there was a party already happening with a lot of big players and i was just some some sdr no voice no name you know no one no one's kind of heard of him um but through consistency and brand building and um and really putting some effort into yeah being a voice for the problem and you know having an opinion in in the industry and hopefully making people laugh along the way i kind of put myself in to that and i hate the word uh, influencer <laughs> world right so what i like to remind people is that no matter what role you're in or or your background or your silly accent or your, your bald head or whatever it, whatever your hang up might be you can still have a voice on the platform and there is a place for you at the party and i think it's so important to remember that's really powerful that's really powerful and i think a good message to people who are on the fence about about starting um it doesn't matter um i think you know i i I used to i used to train a lot of sdrs and the feedback i used to hear is i tried and i didn't get very good engagement right i wasn't getting likes i wasn't getting i said it didn't really work that's what that's what everyone said so i stopped and never did it again yeah so so how would you deal with that if you were training someone who who said that i mean it's not overnight results so you might not get any likes or many likes in your first second third post but but how would you deal with that 
Well, we we mentioned they're looking at kind of 12, 18 months, 24 months in advance, right? Nobody signs up to the gym for two years and after two weeks kind of looks down and goes, oh, it's, it's not quite what I was looking for, so I'm not going gonna, to gonna go anymore, right? You have to think about the future state. And yeah. again, use building a brand as an opportunity to to learn and develop and grow. And it's a great time to do that as as an SDR. Experiment with different types of content, right? My earlier content was terrible, um, you know, looking straight down the lens and trying to teach people how to sell. I, I just did what everyone else was doing at the time. And as you said, nobody likes it and it bombs but the difference between myself and maybe other sellers who kind of dropped off, as you said, they didn't do that again, is I very much made a commitment to to doing it every week. I made a I made a public announcement. I'm going to make one video every week, and I'm going to see what happens. And I held myself accountable to that. Right, even the videos that bombed or the videos that didn't do very well. Each week, I came back, tried to learn from the week before. So I think it's so important to, yeah, not not beat yourself up if it doesn't do very well, because you know, two years from now you'll thank yourself for the mistakes that you made yeah. two years ago. I think that's I think that's really um, spot on because I think actually if you look at what makes up a good seller, it's that accountability you just talked about. It's that drive. It's that consistency. It's that kind of goal orientated mindset. So you know, the top SDRs, AEs, and probably have these innate qualities in them anyway. And it's actually mm. just, I think the first post is always is always the hardest. Um, yeah. First is the worst. That's what they say. It's going to be absolutely terrible. Um, but your first swimming lesson, you know, it, it doesn't go very well, does it? You, you never come well, home and think, oh, I, I really... I really nailed that, you know. The, the very I did a few laps. No, of course you didn't. You kind of you almost drowned. <laughs> but yeah. what you do is you go back, you go back next week, and you try and get a little bit better. So I think it's yeah. just so important to uh, and go back to the swimming analogy: jumping at the deep end, right? Yeah. And not be afraid. Oh, it looks a bit silly. It sounds a bit silly. Um, if someone walked past you on your first swimming lesson, is that person swimming? No. <laughs> absolutely yeah. absolutely not but maybe they will be in the future if they stick with it you know yeah 100 percent, 100 um so shifting gear slightly uh my sales coach launched um a fantastic survey a very insightful survey a few weeks ago and one of the takeaways i had was um actually sadly a lot of reps are feeling unfulfilled in their roles and I've been an SDR, you've been an SDR. I think there's a lot of, I've, I really enjoyed it. And there is potential for SDRs to have fun for this role. And I know you've been in it before and you were not sure whether it was the right role for you. Um, if, if there are SDRs that are listening to this, what advice would you give them so they could maybe find a bit more enjoyment in the role and be a bit more authentic and be a bit more themselves? Yeah, I mean, it's no surprise to me to hear that hear that stat because, again, one of the hardest jobs in the world, the SDR role, and let's not let's not kid ourselves that it's that it's anything but an absolute slog most of the time. It's relentless, and the targets never go away, and you really have to focus, and you really have to try every day to to be successful. 
<laughs> I don't, I'm not selling it to anyone who's looking who's looking at the role, am I? But but also it can be so rewarding. And we talked about growth and we talked about learning. It can be so rewarding because there is no better feeling than thriving in the role. And I and I really do genuinely believe that. If you and everyone talks about that penny drop moment in the role, right? Once you get that penny drop moment and things start working and clicking. Yeah, you feel unstoppable, right? It's really exciting. Um, A big thing for me is, yeah, bringing in some personality. Now, there's so so many dull sales messages, and I'll receive them all the time. I'm sure you will as well, Shabri. You know, we we see that a lot. Very, very dull messaging. Or even if someone calls you up, they sound like they would rather be at home or doing anything else, right? So a big tip from me is always, look, how can you bring some personality into the role? How can you be the best call someone received today, the most interesting email someone received, right? The um, the, the funniest piece of content that they've seen, right? All those things. How do you kind of set yourself up to, to, to really be the best you can? Uh, I think it's about experimenting, right? Having fun within the role so important. If you're having fun when you're doing your outreach, that will that will come across. If you sound terrified, if you sound like you want to hit target, uh, if you sound like you've got a you know a, a huge sales target to hit, and you you can kind of hear it in the voice, right? Because please, I, I really need I really need this. Actually, if you can just relax yeah. and be yourself and not worry too much about the outcome, it's going to help you massively. And um, I also think, and I heard this one recently, it's about it's about loving the solution and loving the, the problem that you solve for. 